0: Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Nathaniel Martinez, and I'm happy to introduce to you our topic for today. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe or follow our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, we are joined by VASP, one of our key partners who participated in the most recent content sprint for SAP Data Intelligence. Our SAP Data Intelligence product team works closely with partners such as VASP to develop specific use cases and content for SAP Data Intelligence. The content developed enables companies to get started quickly on specific scenarios, ensuring quick time to value. Today's podcast is about commodity price prediction with SAP Data Intelligence. Ratan Yedla and Sumant Krishnan from VASP discuss how commodity price prediction works with SAP Data Intelligence. They discuss the use of AI and machine learning models to predict future prices based on previous patterns, external events, and IoT data, with less forecast error to enable better buying decisions, which help yield cost savings for organizations. VASP did this work during the SAP Data Intelligence Content Sprint. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes to learn more.
1: Hello, and welcome to podcast on price prediction. I'm your host, Pratanyedla. Today, we will talk about commodity price prediction using SAP Data Intelligence with our guest Suman Krishnan, a product developed by VASP as a part of SAP Packathon 2021. We will discuss ins and outs of commodity prices prediction. Be sure to listen all the way to the details. Before we get to the solution, I would like to talk about VASP. VASP is a multinational global organization working on products and IT services, a prominent play in technology database, and analytic topics with worldwide customer operations. Vast has contributed many assets for organizations to solve their business problems using IT and analytics. Hi, Sumant. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Rathen. uh Thank you for having me today. To start with Sumant, can you tell us what commodity price prediction is?
2: Uh, Right, uh, Ratan, it's basically the prediction of prices on uh, commodities uh, determined by, uh, say, supply and demand, as it could vary according to the imbalance at any one period of time.
1: If you could give us an example, please.
2: Well, uh, Ratan, a booming economy might lead to increased uh, demand for oil and other energy commodities, and their price could be determined. Uh, To start with, uh, the solution is apt for industries like agricultural, chemical, manufacturing, and automotive.
1: So is it just the four industries the solution would work on?
2: It may fit other industries uh, as well, Ratan.
1: Alright. So, Stuman, uh, is the solution target specific? If yes, our business are keen to know.
2: Ratan, the main target here is to uh, reduce the cost and increase the margin. Uh, typically, the expenses uh, the companies would spend in terms of uh, say, buying and importing goods, uh, which is raw materials. Uh, That will internally go through the process of manufacturing, refining, and uh, the finished goods will be coming out. So the main expense that they spend is in procuring the raw materials. Uh, It could be commodity, oil, ore, or even gas.
1: So you are saying that there is a workaround solution for this?
2: Yes, we have.
1: Sounds good. Suman, could you let us know if we need to consider factors like price fluctuation in the market? or any other factors that you could tell us about which could lead to the prediction of future prices?
2: Our solution on uh, commodity price prediction is targeted to find out the price fluctuation uh, in the market, how it impacts the prices at which they buy and the whole problem statement around the solution, Ratan, is to go find what is the pricing in the past. They have bought it and what are the influencing factors which are affecting the prices and then we use artificial intelligence and machine learning models to predict what could be the future price trends
1: so you're saying that the data you would retrieve would come up with the forecast
2: yes uh, of prices rather than uh, that too with uh, good accuracy i would say
1: Suman, we also to know if the solution would help in reducing the cost rather than with accurate predictions of
2: prices uh, we are trying to reduce the cost to enable the procurement teams or uh, or some of their decision makers uh, have some informed decisions that uh, they're going to probably have the prices spiked up in two to three weeks or two to three months or it's already at all time high or say it's the lowest pricing that they have seen and it could be possible if they should go ahead and make the buy decision or not.
1: So this is basically the overview of what the solution does? Yes. Okay, Samant. And are there any challenges that encountered during this process? or are there any stages of steps involved? Uh,
2: Typically, Ratan, the problems around getting this and uh, it's not that nobody is doing it. Uh, There are manual uh, methods uh, people adopt to do it. Uh, So one main factor that they try to understand is the buying pattern, uh, which might be there in their uh, ERP system, or it might be there in different files, or uh, they might be looking at historical prices from different sources, let's say uh, APIs or ODT sources. So they might collect all this information and that is the first stage uh, where the challenge begins, uh, Ratan. And to collect this data, as all the data will be in different formats and different sources.
1: And what about the second challenge or step? Could you explain it in brief, please?
2: Sure, uh, Ratan. Uh, The second step is to correlate all the data uh, and try to find out what is going according to the data. Uh, Let's say like if there are any missing points or how do we extrapolate or how do we input some values to get the insights there? Then also to find out if there are some outliers like if there were some say big market fluctuations uh, that is something which you cannot use to look at a trending or do a forecasting exercise So how do you collect, I mean, collect that data? Uh, this is the second challenge for most of these industries uh, that they try to address it manually to do it using uh, different tools, uh, people use excels Uh, Some of them use some kind of coding platforms to do it, and it's not a simple exercise.
1: I agree. It doesn't sound simple, and it sounds time consuming too. Yes, it is. So, Suman, what happens next? I'm just curious. It is a very interesting topic, I must say.
2: Well, I'm glad, Radhan, that you are. Uh, So now the role of a data scientist comes into picture, uh, where they start turning out models, And assuming that this whole data curation, data transformation and data cleaning exercise is done now, according to the steps uh, we've spoken, if that is in place, the data scientist comes and starts creating the models. And since we are talking about the data scientist doing it on his own, uh, he might be able to churn out uh, around say 15 models or even 20 models with limited tuning.
1: I want to know if the data extracted is specific or
2: if it's made available in a particular order, or in any other formats? Yes, I'll tell you how it is. Uh, once the data scientist is done with the job, he might turn out the prediction model uh, and can give some output. And his outputs again are not uniformly available in any dual structure. So they might uh, push it into a CSV or an Excel uh, width, and then uh, they might look again into manual methods to compare the prediction percentage, or even the forecast accuracy then they end up writing codes again and uh, doing manual work around that Uh, so this whole cycle has multiple challenges.
1: So basically there are multiple levels or challenges to each us. Could you explain how your solution is going to overcome these challenges?
2: Uh, Coming to the solution that we have, uh, it uses SAP Data Intelligence uh, which is of data warehousing cloud and then SAP Analytics cloud. So the combination of these three, uh, we are uh, using them to bridge the gap for the challenges that we spoke of earlier. So starting with data collection, we are using data intelligence to create pipelines, uh, connect to various sources, uh, get all the data into one single place. And at this point in time, we are looking at data warehousing cloud. It's a place where we are storing all the data. So once done, it's an automated process. Uh, which can be triggered on a click of a button, or can also be scheduled.
1: What is data intelligence used for now?
2: Again, Rathan, using data intelligence, uh, we perform EDA, that's uh, Early Data Analysis, uh, creating the outlier corrections, imputations, data cleansing, and then we are using pipelines to create machine learning models. Because we are using data intelligence, we do not have any restrictions. Uh, We have kind of shown, say, 50 to 60,000 models.
1: Those many models, with what?
2: With uh, hyper tuning parameters, rather than all handled automatically uh, in the system. The system goes, uh, turns out uh, the data and comes out with uh, predictions, uh, looks out for the best model and promotes it to the next level. Uh, that way the entire process is already automated. What we also do is the individual uh, results that are coming uh, in are stored back into the data, uh, data warehouse in cloud. Uh, so that is a one stop go for all kind of analysis and prediction needs and forecast accuracy is also automated as it is going to the same place. So the calculations are in place.
1: Okay, Saman. So once the predictions and the forecasting results have been brought into data warehousing cloud, how does the end user take a look at the end results?
2: In a way, if you see Ratan, we are looking at an end-to-end implemented or deployable solution, which is taking the data, doing the curation, and then running the models giving the output and showing the results in SAP Analytics Cloud at the end. So SAP Analytics uh, Cloud is on top of the result. It is the reporting tool but it gives you all the slicing and dicing and the trending capabilities to look at the historical prices, Uh, look at the forecasted prices now with different units and then uh, they can look at you know if it is uh, fitting to their error percentages they want to get uh, because it is always a comparison you know between the actual and forecast. And it's a continuous learning. Uh, this model is deployed in the solution and it will learn on the go. And improvises also on its own. And if you want to do a further analysis, further tuning, that is also possible.
1: So is that the end of the solution or are there any more surprises left for audience?
2: I guess not, Ratan. That should do the job.
1: Well, Sumant. Uh, and our audience would like to know the key benefits of the solution.
2: Well, that's, that's a good question you asked Ratun Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, multiple options. So let's say we have up to 20% decrease in time spent on uh, searching the data. It's 10 times faster reporting cycles using uh, machine learning. Uh, we see a strong position in the market. It has automated workflow. The data volume performance increases and you can own the model also control changes and costs.
1: Great to hear. So folks, our dear guest Sumant has clearly explained both the problems and the solutions, surmounting the predictions on commodity prices, which is a challenge many industries are currently facing, which was pretty easy for us to understand. Sumant gave us an idea of how the process and the workaround happens in the simple words. It was nice having you on the show, Sumant, and thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you, Ratan.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Use the link in the show notes to learn more. If this topic is of interest to you, then you might enjoy episode 29, the integration story and the role of master data. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Let's Talk Data podcast.